Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lovecast. Big fucking win from the Celtics. Oh, oh my God. I can't believe we pulled it off. Um, I'm so happy. Uh, today, we got another great episode coming out. Um, I have Cousin Jeff on, talk some UFC with Jordan and I. We're going to be reviewing that pretty awesome fight card on Saturday. Um, and then, yeah, we got Jordan and, and Butsy coming on to talk some uh, NBA. We're going to talk that awesome win, and then we're going to talk some Celtics Mavs preview both of the upcoming matchups for both the Celtics and the Mavs. And, uh, yeah, and then Butsy's going to give us a little bit of an announcement based on his new starting times and all that for his new upcoming podcast that we're really excited for. And we're back. Okay. Uh, we're here with our UFC expert, Jeff, again. Um, crazy fight night uh, over the weekend. So let's get right into it. Jeff, um, what did you think? What, what, what was uh, an interesting fight you want to talk about? Um, let's just get started with the first one off the bat. Like I yeah. said, Petrosky, the first <laughs> round submission. That was beautiful. Um, plus 310 underdog. Oh, that yeah. was absolutely beautiful. He, he made it look killed easy. it. Easy. Yeah. So, Literally. um, Maximov came in like never, never. I don't know if he, he hadn't lost, right? He was undefeated. He had never yep. been taken down or whatever. And Petrosky right away. Gets him on the ground, submitted him. He not he uh he was out. He yep. it was like a weird kind of arm, like a triangle. Choke. Yeah, yeah, anaconda that choke that fucking put, put him, him out. To sleep. Yeah, put him yep. to sleep. It was quick. It was fucking went in there, a couple minutes and fucking put him right yeah. to sleep to start up the crowd the card. It was awesome. And then uh yeah, I wanted to highlight the next fight. I believe wait Tyra was the next fight right? Touch Tyra. I believe so. Yeah, so this, so Jared, uh, Jordan, Jared talked about him last time, but his fight got moved because he was, they got food poisoning, I think. And um, so their fight got moved to this card. Um, Tyra comes in out of Japan, dude. He looks like a child. He's 22 years old. He, he was throwing, dude. He was so accurate. He had great pop on his punches. Um, He threw some great kicks. He had very like, uh, um, just, I like his form was beautiful and everything he threw. Um, he also was, he had some high level, uh, ground game and grappling and he showed that he's able to stand a trade and he, I was really impressed with what he did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did that you like anything, did anything stick out from that for you, Jeff? His grappling was really good. Like he had really slick jujitsu and like really slick exchanges and, uh, scrambles. Yeah. Was, no. He, uh, yeah. He threw, he threw very, very hard and very fast. And he didn't, he had a good, like, that was a, that was like a messy fight. And he showed that he still had the stamina to compete with that and keep up with that. So that was really good. Um, And then next up was Michael John, uh, Michael Johnson, right? He, that was a crazy fight. So, so Jordan, um, Michael Johnson was once like a, he would headline a fight like this back in the day or like this back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's Boogie Cousins. Yeah, like yeah, he's the one that's like Boogie Cousins. Oh, so got it. Okay. He ends up um with a nice brutal KO. Um what do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, he turned back he, the clock. He knocked him out. He looked good. He looked really, really good. Um Yeah, that was real slick. Yeah, Patrick looked um a couple steps slow, but he was throwing awkward enough that like he was able to um hit Johnson a couple times and Johnson came in the fight like starting off he started off really aggressive and was uh coming in throwing some bombs and then he got touched a little bit stepped back and then he was a little bit more technical um 
at the end of this, he told us that he was basically broke and that that fight yeah. was huge for him to win, which is crazy. That just goes wow. straight about fighter pay because this was a guy, he's like yeah. fought Gaethje, he's fought Ferguson, like he's fought big names. He's um, beat Dustin Poirier. Yeah, like he's, he's fought huge That was names. his first knockout since 2016 when he knocked out Poirier. That's what I'm saying. Like the, he's fought some very, very big names, like, and he's still uh because he was on a losing streak like this was one of those huge fights we mentioned it before as a yeah. retire or not a retirement fight but yep. a fight for his job um eagle fc yeah. or ufc exactly so i'm hmm. i'm I, i'm definitely he uh was a little bit cockier back in the day but now he's definitely um i i was really impressed with him and i felt for him after that post game or post fight interview so i'm definitely yeah. a fan of his now and uh, i hope to see him climb the ladder um because that was a really good fight. He looked very sharp. Um, okay, and the next fight I wanted to highlight, uh, just Andrea Lee real quick. This fight, at first I was going to highlight it for the performance, but there's also a little bit of uh, a controversy going on that we'll talk about later. Um, but oh, first yeah. off, yeah. Um, so first off, Andrea Lee, um, she left hook and crazy head kick to, how do you say that girl's name? It was like Araujo. Um and then I don't know how she stayed awake through that, but then um, Arahu did a crazy like drop on Lee, um, and like dropped her to the mat. Um, there was crazy pace. These ladies were beating the shit out of each other. Um, There's a lot of crazy strikes. They're all trying to they're throwing haymakers. They're trying to knock each other out. Um, yeah. Andrea Lee lost, and um, Arahu won. She had intense pressure, and she won easily, and was definitely much stronger and dominated throughout the fight. Did anything stand out from that fight? Uh, yeah, they were absolutely trying to kill each other. That yeah. was awesome. That was a great fight, Jordan. You should watch that. That was a like for women's MMA is really evolving. Like these these ladies yeah. killed it. They beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> um, the controversy. Um, we're not gonna talk any like opinions on it. We I'm just gonna tell you what happened, and then we're gonna talk about how that may affect um the upcoming fight. Um, but anyway, so so yep. uh, Andrea Lee's coach is a MMA fighter by the name of Tony Kelly, who also is her husband. Um, during the fight, um, uh, Lee was complaining that Araujo was gouging her eyes. Uh, so she was sitting down in her um, corner in between rounds and uh, it actually was on TV. That, that, it was on, actually on TV. Um, they cut into Tony Kelly and she said she was complaining of an eye gouge and Tony Kelly's response was they are dirty effing, uh, Brazilians. Um, that's what they do. That's what you expected. We came here for a fucking fight, whatever. So that was on, that was on live, uh, television. So, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. people, there's a controversy about whether or not that's, um, a bigoted term. Um, that's neither here nor there. What we are going to get into is how, um, Basically, this could he has a fight coming up on June 18th. So we just wanted to highlight there is a fight coming up, Adrian Yanez, and um, that's going to be a very highly anticipated fight. So that's something that we we just wanted to mark down on your calendars that you're going to want to see that fight because um, there's going to be a lot of hype. And I know Gilbert Burns said he was talking about betting on Yanez or whatever. So I have a feeling a lot of Brazilian UFC yeah. fighters are going to be uh, in a show of support in that against that so um next up we had um another fight that we want i wanted to talk about um torres and camacho 
Do you, did you have any thoughts on that fight, Jeff? One second. Can we get back to that? It's kind of crazy how the UFC, compared to all these other sports uh, leagues, just does not care about these comments like no, at yeah. all. It's they don't. Nuts. They didn't say their, anything about it. Their no comment policy is nuts. Yeah, they it's did the, the community same with that's Mike Perry and shit. It's crazy. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now if that was said in MLB, NBA, yeah, NFL, it would be on national news. Yeah, that would have been tough. Um, I mean, it's one of those things too. Like they're at, they're in the heat of a war, so it's yeah. People say a lot of craziness, and uh, I don't know. I but um, yeah, it was definitely something that got the MMA community stirred. And I know there's a lot of people out yeah. upset, and then there's just as many people that are not upset. Um, but Andrea Lee does have a history. She's um, her ex-husband, um, who was her old fight, her old coach, has that uh, was pictured with swastika tattoos and imagery on his arms tattooed, which he says was from a prison stint. So um, she does have a history with. I mean, that guy also got in trouble, got arrested for domestically abusing her. So not a great person at all. But there is a history there. So that's why. Um, there's a lot of people talking about this subject right now, um, but we're in no real position to comment on it. So we're going to go to the next fight, which uh, Torres beat Camacho, which was another big KO. Um, yeah. Torres just looked much more accurate than Camacho. Did you have some thoughts on that, Jeff? Yeah, that was an also phenomenal fight. They were just yeah. swinging and I knew I had a feeling that one was going to be a short one. It was an absolute brawl in the beginning. They were just boom, 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 smacking the shit out of each other. It was phenomenal. Yeah, that was a great fight. Um, and then I wanted to highlight uh, Davy Grant's fight. Uh, that was a huge KO. Uh, long, yeah. painful exchanges. Davy was throwing yeah. the hook like a madman. We highlighted him coming into the fight. Um, he he kicked Smoke. I didn't think Smoke could get knocked out. He was eating so many of those punches, yeah. and he didn't even look beat up at all. And then yeah. Davey, Davey kicked him in the leg and his leg numbed. Jordan, this was a good fight. Um, if you ever want to see what leg kicks can do to someone, there was a couple of examples. There's another one coming up later on that we'll talk about. But this leg kick that Davey Grant threw and was continuing to throw that Smolka was not really checking. And finally, he threw one that really got him and it stunned his leg. And if you yeah. leg kicks or calf kick someone well enough, their leg goes completely dead. So he tried to step back on it. He crumpled. And then um, Davey was hammer fisting him and you're thinking the fight's going to be called because his leg is hurt. But Davey during the hammer fist actually knocks him out cold. All right. And then the next fight was Ryan span fought and he is massive, dude. He's six foot five. And dude, there is this one thing, uh, part of the fight where the guy that he was fighting was on top of him. And he like, did you see Jeff? He kicked him off with his two legs and the guy went flying across like, Span was on his back and the guy kind of got on top of him and he got his leg span got his legs and like fucking threw him across the the ring. It was crazy. Um but yeah, did you uh Span ended up winning uh with a nice submission. Um did you have any thoughts on that fight, Jeff? Yeah, Superman Span is actually the real deal. He looked yeah. really good after that fight. Yeah. It, that was a really good fight. And then uh um I feel like we're be Oh, and then uh, Jan Blachowicz, uh, Polish power. He he yes, ended up sir. winning. Uh, it wasn't the way we thought it was going to happen, but he looked good. Um, yeah. 
I just want to, we, we're, we're putting out, uh, we hope that Rockic feels better and heals up soon. Um, he ended up, no doubt, we don't, peace. yeah, we, we don't know what, what ended up happening to him as of right now, but, um, basically in an exchange, uh, Blakovich, the entire fight was, was, um, leg kicking and Rockic was not, uh, checking those leg kicks and it added up kind of off centered. He, his leg began to swell extremely bad, his lead leg. Um, and it was off centering his bouncing because when he's like bouncing like this, he, when you're fighting, it's not like a bounce, but it's like you're, you're moving your feet up and down on the canvas. And um, because his leg was swollen, it was messing up how he was landing. And it looked like he landed backwards on a, on a knee that was uh, weak and it buckled. Yeah. And it, everything in his knee moved around in a different area. Yeah. They showed it many times. And he it immediately looked, went down. Gross. It looked that bad. So looked terrible. And that's a devastating knockout. So that's a guy, 30 years old. Um, he's in the prime of his yeah. career. That's going to take at least a year. And he has to Very fight all the way back up. Very athleticism-based athlete, too. He's, exactly. Like it's going to be a major blow. And he was trying to get to the top. He was literally, that was a fight to become the number one contender yep. for the championship. And now he has to start from scratch after, who knows, maybe a, a year, year and a half of rehab. Um, that's really shitty. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we can see him back in here. That's you never want to see that. You never want to see a fight end like that. You always want. No, I mean, obviously KOs are brutal, but that's different than seeing someone guy injure himself yeah. like that way. That's it. Just really sucks. Just to that. That's how that ended. Um, but it was a, it was good to see uh, Jan win at least. You know. Yeah. And, uh, he looked real good again. He did. He looked really, way really better good. than that Glover fight. That yeah. Was, um, way better performance at least in the first round that second round got a little shaky rockage looked like he controlled that round handedly but yeah and then and then the third round he started he started coming back and rocking them and he then just refused he to got check injured. the kicks he refused to yeah. check them it was, it was i don't yeah. know why he just wouldn't and, and then um, there's that certain point where Jan checks one of his kicks and you can see right where his knee <laughs> and where it all tore just hits right on Jan's shin. Yeah. So yeah. So, so that's, that might have been the cause. Yeah, exactly. So um yeah, Jordan, um when you're when you check a leg kick, an aspect of doing that is that you can also inflict just <laughs> maybe as much damage on the other person yeah. if you hit it, if you defend it. Yeah. So like for instance, Jose Aldo, he stands at a certain way, but he clicks his leg up like straight up and down. And has his lead foot forward. So when he pulls it straight up in a motion, kind of like a, I guess like a crane would extend their leg. And when he does that, if the guy misses, he can he can hit his calf on your on the top of your knee, which would suck. Or if you correct, yeah. but mostly he's not actually checking; he's more avoiding. Anderson Silva and other fighters they they check with their leg and show their shin. And when you kick on the shin, it really really can hurt your leg. Well, had, that's how um Silva, Silva and Weidman broke getting hurt. Yeah, and Weidman, yep. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's just turning your shin out to block kind of whatever's happening. There's different ways of doing it. Jose's isn't as much a check as it is a like a block, but he can use his knee. And if like you kick the knee with your foot or shin with the knee, it's a pain. So yeah, this was a good card. I mean, especially for a fight night, it ended up being a little bit more entertaining than I expected. Yeah, no um, doubt. Uh, there was there was a couple of boring fights, but most of them really really impressed. And I really like Tatsu Tyra. I think he's kind of the one of yeah. the biggest takeaways from this card. Yeah, another fighter we didn't touch on. I was very disappointed in Jake Hadley. 
Yeah, he me too. That was bad. He got controlled for a whole fight. That was not good. Yeah, he broke my parlay. One of my parlays. Um, that was a pain. He he definitely. Yeah. Uh, that was tough. But you know, hopefully he can get back into it. But yeah, no, that was. Um, we talked. To, we had mentioned him before, and he definitely. I don't know. He just he was controlled the entire fight, like you said, which was yeah. surprising. Usually gets in there and gets after it. So hopefully he can get back on track. But yeah, overall, pretty great card. Um, I'm going to be out for the next couple of UFC, um, episodes. I'm going on vacation, but, uh, Jeff and Jordan and Jared, uh, will be manning the place while I'm gone. So, uh, we'll be right back talking a little basketball. All right. Welcome back. We are here to talk some NBA. We're going to start with our reaction to Celtics and Bucks game seven. We are joined by Connor Butts. I'm going to start with you, Buttsy. Uh, how are you feeling after that phenomenal performance? I, I'm really impressed with the way, uh, thank you for having me, obviously, by the way, uh, th- I'm really impressed by the way our defense played, um, holding the bucks to 81 points was unbelievable. I thought I was amazed by the, um, by the lack of touches Giannis got in the second half. I know Jordan, we watched it together with Justin as well, who will be my co-host for the, the gambling couch podcast, which will, our first episode will be releasing on Tuesday. Just yes. in time for the conference finals matchups. Uh, just wanted to throw that in there. But we were watching it together, and we were saying, like, we were asking if Giannis was even on the floor at times because he of a non how much of a non-factor he was with, you know, not getting touches and not making an, an, an impact on defense. So, yeah, I mean, we we completely negated him. I don't know, um, you know, if that's a mishap on Budenholzer's part um, or if that's just a game plan um, and a strategy by Ime. But either way, I mean, you can't. Be mad at the way we play. We fucking won by 28 points. Uh, game seven in Boston, the garden was fucking rocking. You can't ask for much more from the Celtics. That was an awesome game. That was, oh, that was, that was just wonderful. I can't believe we did it. I'm, I'm so happy to be done. Giannis is, Giannis is awesome. Like he had a bad game. He had what, 20, 20, and nine, I think. 25, I mean, 20, and nine. Yeah, 25, 20, he and played nine. Awful. He played terrible. Um, <laughs> He was passing the ball, boys. I there in the beginning, he had a great pass to Matthews on this back cut, and then he and then he had um a nice assist to Holiday, like a passing Giannis. He's so good. He's just so scary. Can you imagine if he develops a three pointer? Like yeah. Oh, but I can't believe it. Um, we we played great playoff PP. Oh man, he is wonderful. He's fucking awesome. awesome. Playoff PP is the man. This is what he does, dude. That's that's a <laughs> that's an all time moment in Celtics history right there. Derek White couldn't shoot for shit, but he played well. He um did hit a couple shots, just took a bunch and didn't hit a lot of them. And offensively, he um he got the ball moving, which is what I like to see. Um, I wanted I wanted to more highlight um the upcoming series with the heat. I think this is going to be a very interesting series. What do you guys think about it? Do you, has anything stuck out to you? Have you thought about it really? Yeah, I have been thinking about it and I'm very intrigued by what the matchups are going to be. Um, I, I don't know who I want to guard Jimmy. If I want it to be Grant is Grant quick enough. I don't know. Do we want it to be Tatum or Jalen? I like there's smart. It's I like yeah, smart, smart. Butler. It's nice that we do have a lot of options, but I'm very, um, I don't not concerned, but I'm interested to see who will who it will end up being. Uh, and then in, in terms of Bam, I really hope we get Rob Will back uh, at yeah, at least we're gonna need him 85 percent because he is the perfect athleticism matchup for Bam. Like Bam is an absolute freak athlete at his size and and mm-hmm. speed, strength, jumping ability, and 
Rob actually matches up with him really well. Um, so I really hope we get him back. Um, you know who else is similar in size and speed and athleticism, and if not even better, Giannis and KD, who are two players that we have dismantled in this. Um, I mean, Giannis, we we did our best, but there were definitely games where we did the best we could do. Like we've had some big tests in this playoffs. That was a big series. We've played we've played the reigning MVP and one of the best scorers of all time, and Kevin Durant, and in uh, Giannis and the reigning MVP. Like this is. This is crazy. We just beat the the past, like the last year's champions. Like we are showing the world um, what we're about. And I don't know. Miami's good. Butler's really good. But is he? And I'm thinking he's. I think he is the caliber of play, caliber caliber of player that uh, KD and Giannis is on that kind of tier in the playoffs. Do you guys think he is or no? I right now, right now, this playoffs. So, I'm saying this so playoffs, I think the that... way he's been playing. Jimmy has shown flashes that he can put up 40, obviously, um, on any given night. But I don't think he's uh, consistently as dominant as Giannis and KD are or were, rather. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the problem um, that the Celtics may face is that the role players of the Heat are much fucking better than the role players of the Bucs. I think that, you know, they have Tyler coming off the bench. They have P.J. Tucker. They have Struess. Like fucking every time you like wesley matthews or uh grayson allen shot the basketball or did anything with the basketball we were saying mm. thank you because we knew it was going to end in something bad and that ended up in our favor uh but with Struess and hero and those guys and even duncan obviously like yeah, you can't you you can't say the same um so i really think that this is going to be a dog matchup i don't expect the series to be high scoring i expect the series to be similar to the bucks um and the fact that it can be it's going to be a brawl it's going to be a dog fight. Um, I think it's going to be very fucking physical. I think the Suns are going to want revenge from the bubble year. Um, I mean, if I mean, a lot of people are forgetting that this was a this was the exact matchup we had, uh, what two years ago now in the bubble yeah, in the conference ago. finals. Like the Celtics mm-hmm. are going to fucking want revenge, and the Heat are going to want to prove that they're the one seed for a reason. Um, I'm really, really, really intrigued and excited for this matchup. Not even as a Celtics fan, but just as a sports fan in general. Do you think uh, Victor Oladipo plays like any sort of role in this series? I, I could see him. He's been playing well recently, and um, I think he's kind of a, one of those players that could be an X factor off the heat bench um, in terms of someone that can get hot for a little bit, but also can defend. Now, um, he's still he's a little bit slower. He's not the original Depot, but he's 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 looking good. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit of a weird player to guard for the Celtics and as you said, Bam Adebayo is also really scary. And Kyle Lowry, uh, we don't know what his health status is yet, but he can he's definitely a player that is uh unique in the way he's built and the way he operates. It's hard he doesn't to scare me though. He doesn't he doesn't no. scare me as That's much as like I, as much as like a Middleton, like if Middleton plays, Giannis. we're kind of like I know, but Giannis obviously Giannis. But if like a Middleton plays as a role player, we're like, oh fuck, like Middleton's an all-star, Middleton's this, Middleton's that. But Lowry, he played one game and fucking mm. sucked. And then said, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit the rest of the series out." So, Jordan, yeah. what do you got to say? Well, I just think like this just goes to how the Heat play. Like that we've mentioned like eight or maybe nine guys now that like they can all go for 15 to 20 on any night. And yeah, it, it could be Oladipo one night. It could be Struz. It could be Lowry. We don't know. And that like that's why the Heat are so successful. They're a very complete yeah. team, and they have so many guys like. You say Oladipo is an X factor, but they have four other X factors that that could do right. just the same. 
PJ Tucker right. and Jason Tatum is a very interesting matchup too. Cause if you remember, that's who they put on Kevin Durant last year. And I mean, Kevin Durant still was awesome, but they're saying I'm that not, that was very helpful. Yeah. Right. So the, the other thing that worries me a little bit about this heat team is we just played the bucks who have a very good overall defense and they have great interior defense because of Lopez and Giannis and Portis. This heat team has really good perimeter defense. Um, Bam can guard on the perimeter. He's probably the most versatile defender in the league. Jimmy is as good as it gets uh, when it comes to guarding wings. Uh, Lowry's a dog on defense. Yeah, he's he's an issue. I mean, so I think we're going to see a couple really inefficient games from Tatum and Brown, which is why I'm worried, because that's how the Celts usually lose games. Yeah, I think it this intrigues me. The series like intrigues me as a sports kind of analyst, I guess you could say, because it, it asked the Celtics to play a completely different brand of basketball than what they just played. Mm-hmm. Um, they just relied on the three grant took fucking what 17 threes in a game seven in Boston. Like yeah. he's never going to get 17 open threes again. 18. Um, yeah, right. 18. I think this asks a completely different brand of basketball from the Celtics. And do I think they're up to the challenge? Absolutely. Do I think that this is going to be an issue? Not at all. Because I think that our initial uh, instinct, I think Tame's initial instinct, I think not really Tame's, but because he's he's been phenomenal throughout the Buck series. But I think Brown's initial instinct is to look to go to the rim. And I think that um, I think that we'll be able to get to the rim a lot more. And I think we'll have to be able to a lot be able to have a lot more success and sustain the level of shooting that we have. Um, obviously, not the same volume because we won't get as many open looks because uh, the Heat are a better perimeter defending team. But I do believe that the uh, Celtics will be able to get a lot more at the rim. And um, I think we'll be fine offensively. I'm not really worried about us, to be honest. Yeah, um, I just had a quick question. This is unrelated. I just been thinking about it. Um, who do you think are the two best players in this series? Is it, I, In my opinion, it's Tatum and, and Butler. I would say Tatum one, Butler two. Do you guys agree with that, or do you think it's mm-hmm. different? Yeah. I agree. It's Tatum, then Butler, and then, like, Bam and there. Jimmy are super close. Yeah. So, like, these teams are Lowry. very evenly matched. Yeah. Uh, I think we have a little bit more offensive firepower because yeah. that's what our two stars are and their their two stars are more two-way guys. Um but yeah, I mean, I want to talk a little bit about what we saw from Tatum today and why I'm encouraged cuz Yeah. They I, I completely uh, agree with this. I completely agree with this. And I know they know what you're going to say and I agree. I mean, they their whole game plan was to just take Tatum out of the game. Um and like Tatum Tatum made shots, he was super efficient. He only took I think 12 shots he was seven for 12 but the the reads he's making now and the extra passes and getting you know just making the right play that's what we haven't seen solving the defense yeah he's just just the making the right play every single time down the court is what i love to see from tatum and granted i think it was a terrible game plan by the bucks to just double a guy and then leave another guy open but yeah i mean that's what they did and tatum in the past may have tried to force shots he did not do that today um and that's very encouraging because i think there there might be games in this heat series where they try to take him out and he's gonna have to get other guys involved and make plays in other ways yeah he he took it to a whole nother level i last game especially with the 46 and this game um he think of all this playoff experience that he's gaining that these players his age don't have yet. This is this is stuff that matters. Like this is confidence that 
he's getting less and less afraid every time, like in these big moments. And that's what I like. We're seeing, we're not seeing zero of those moments where he like gets uh, a bad call and like, you know, yells at the ref, but he is getting a little bit better at it. He's starting to run back on defense. Like it's the little things as well. I also like what you said about him just being able to solve the defense in his head. He's like, he solved all these different uh, looks that the bucks threw at him. That first they had Wes Matthews on him. They've had him in switches. They've had Giannis grabbing him. They've had everything like, Giannis guarded him for a little bit at the end of the game, too. Like, uh, Butsy, what were you thinking on that? I was just saying the one thing that concerned me about Tatum today was his turnovers. Yeah, um, he had that. seven. He had seven fucking turnovers today. I think that's a fluke. I don't think Tatum is seven turnovers a game. I don't think he's even five turnovers a game. Um, I was very encouraged by his play offensively today. Um, the only thing I'm worried about is how, when he makes those plays, how the Heat are going to respond. Um, and how the Heat are going to react to it. Because I think if he, you know, defers to other guys a lot more, I think that they're going to be able to close out on our perimeter uh, perimeter shooters a lot better. I think Tatum needs to turn a little bit of a mental switch and get a little more um, of an attacking mindset and saying, all right, when I get to the rim, I don't have a fucking Brook Lopez. I don't have a Giannis waiting for me. I'm going to go fucking up, and I'm going to go fucking dunk the basketball. I'm going to go finish the basketball. I'm going to go get fouled. I'm going to go do whatever. Um, I think he needs to go do that a lot more. And I think he needs to not defer to the other guys because of the uh, perimeter defense at the heat play. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good point. There's a, there's a very, you know, very much there's going to be a balance in this series that Taylor's going to have to find between being aggressive and making plays and setting other guys up. It just depends how the heat guard him. But yeah, I'm super encouraged by what we saw. Um, it's going to be a super fun series. Um, we're going to, we're going to move on now. We're going to talk a little bit about the Suns Mavs series and the Western conference finals now. So we'll be right back. All right. We're back. Uh, we're going to be talking some Suns Mavericks. Jordan, I'm ooping you the ball. Go. Oh, don't look at me. I'm so, I, first of all, before I start this, I have to say, I am so glad Andrew was not able to join this freaking podcast. <laughs> I am so happy. That was the, tell us why jordan <laughs> okay so uh for our loyal listeners you know me and andrew had a bet on this game and i took the suns um <laughs> i mean it was an absolute ass whooping start to finish <laughs> i i i've never been more shocked by <laughs> a like a game seven a playoff game i don't i don't even know how to it was shocking how bad the suns played on offense and also I'm so disappointed in Chris Paul. I put, I, I talked so, I talked about so much on this fucking podcast, dude. This is what so it's like. I finally know what it's like to be in fucking sports media because uh, this is my first, my first prediction or take that I've given where I just look like an absolute fool. <laughs> just Luca Magic, baby. Dude, it, Luca Magic aside, Chris Paul. Yeah, has, he played like shit. That was horrible. He should be ashamed of himself. That, <laughs> that was unbelievably bad. You point God. He's a point God. Oh my. Dude, yeah. The dude. worst. The the worst part of this. The worst part of this was fucking. They went down ten. Jordan, Justin, and I were sitting in my fucking living room. We're all like, "Hey, there is no way the Suns lose this game. Let's all lie bet the Suns money line." We're like, "That's a fucking great idea." Is that the worst part? <laughs> I mean, Jordan lost means, a lot more money. Jordan lost a lot of like <laughs> like more respects, but I lost a lot of money. So I mean, it, yeah. it, we both lost lots of money. It you know, 
It was brutal. It was fucking brutal. The money is neither here nor there. The fact that <laughs> I lost to Feigenbaum. You lost to Andy J, dude. <laughs> I mean, and listen, listen. Realistically, if Feig was on this podcast, we'd crucify him about his horrible takes about the Celtics. Oh, but that's neither here or there. That's neither he, here or there. He's not going to listen to this pod, so we're I'm talking feel about comfortable the saying he doesn't know the game of basketball. Jordan, go. Jordan, just go off. Just go yeah. off. No, no, no. I want to go off on Feig on the Celts with him in person. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> with, or not in person, with him on the pod. But... um. Right. I will hold my L. Good bet to you, Fag. Um, and I I want redemption. Uh, <laughs> double or nothing. Celtics will beat the oh. Heat. No, Fag. don't bet on the fucking Celtics with your horrible takes. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's completely that is not fair. true. That is not that's true. completely fair. I'm just no, 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 I don't care. Celtics are winning this series. Anyways. Uh, oh, we book oh, it. Christ. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you're fucking uh, you're giving us bad attack. juju here, dude. That's not oh, cool at all. Jordan's a hex. This is great juju. Um, That's a hex, dude. Okay, we. I don't want to talk about that 40-point blowout. We're going to talk about the Western Conference <laughs> Finals coming up. So, Mavs versus Warriors. <laughs> Who are you picking, Butsy? Um, I, th- I mean, I, I'm going to pick the Warriors. Um, I think that's kind of the obvious pick. I think a lot of people are going to pick the Warriors, but I think there's a lot of reasoning behind picking the Warriors. I think the Warriors are a really they the the Mavericks and the Warriors I think are similar in the fact that they're both really complete teams. Um I think that the Mavericks have a lot of really good pieces that when they play well, um they're fucking phenomenal. Um but they really rely on the role players a little too heavily. Um I think Luka's going to get his no matter what. I'm not really concerned about that. Um but I think the Warriors are going to show up more consistently. Um, night in, night out. I think the Warriors can give the Mavericks trouble in Dallas. I think the Warriors can take care of business on their home court. I think the Warriors can go to Dallas and compete. And if they say they win both at home and then they steal one in Dallas, they're up 3-1. Um, I think the series goes, I think the series is over then. So I think the series, I really feel like the series is going to be over after four games. Uh, I think it's going to be 3-1 Warriors. I think the Warriors can wrap it up uh, within six. Who's going to guard Luca? Is my question. It doesn't um, matter, Max. I really don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters. I think if Luca gets his forty, um, the Warriors can still fucking win. Um, I just want to. I pick. Uh, maybe in our third or fourth pod, I had the Warriors as my title favorites, and I'm sticking with them. But, uh, I do have a lot more concerns now than I did then. They uh, they turn the ball over a lot, a mm. lot, a lot. They play. They're not like um, like this perfect fluid offense that I, I thought they were, you know, in the regular season. Um, and also, Poole's been really struggling. I, I really hope mm. Poole can figure it out because they're going to need him uh, as as time goes on. Um, the reason I'm, I'm picking the Warriors is because I think they just have more shot makers than the Suns did. Yeah. They, their offense is just too explosive. I think there is going to be games, though, where the Warriors – may get like you know lose by 20 because they have games where where they just can't hit shots and those are the games that they lose so i think the mavs will win at least two uh luca will definitely dominate they can't guard him they have a, a weak defense but yeah go ahead max how much do you value those last sun's uh wins for the mavs because those defense the last two games were locked down um and that's big like if they can defend like that i'm i'm giving it to the mavs i'm sorry like if the the Warriors they do have a little weak spot. Um, Clay isn't Clay anymore. Like he showed he was Game Six, but 
Flash. they haven't had that the, yeah it was flashes um and draymond like he's really good defensively but he's not great offensively so that leaves it to pool and steph and i mean pool's really good and but he's like you said he's been struggling and luca i i'm not surprised luca scores 40 points very easily like that's the consistent thing but he also assists on a lot of like 40 and 10 is not a real unreal a 40 10 5 game for luca is like pretty it's just, like that's just something that happens like I don't know. I, I get nervous with that. I don't like betting against Luka, but I also don't like betting against Steph Curry. I just think the Warriors are a little bit older and it really depends. Like if, if this Mavericks defense is for real, like they were able to stop the Suns, but we, you can argue whether that was the Suns inefficiencies in their own thing or wh- whether that was the Mavs defense. That's, but that's a different thing. Like, I don't know if the Mavs defense is clicking on all cylinders, especially on the perimeter where the Warriors create a lot of their offense and they're able to lock down Draymond on that little penetration uh oop play that he does like uh I don't know it could be interesting and maybe Luca just scores more than the other uh, than the Warriors like (laughs) that could happen I don't know yeah I think I mean the the Mavs I have to give them credit they've played unreal defense um yeah you know the last I think four games they played really good defense especially on Chris Paul um but the reason I I'm sticking with the Warriors is because they just hit shots like Steph is harder to guard than Chris Paul. He can shoot from literally anywhere Very immediately. True. And he can shoot with guys in his face from 30 feet. Like, and they the the Warriors also, I think, uh, as sloppy as their turnovers have been, when their offense is clicking, I don't think there's any defense for it. It's just the constant motion, the picks, back cuts, all that stuff. <clears throat> the Suns don't do that. That's very unique to the Warriors. Um, so I think the Warriors win this in six. Maybe seven. Bussy, how do you think the Mavs are going to defend the Warriors? Or how do you think the Warriors are going to combat this Mavs defense? I think that the Warriors are, um, like you said, Jordan, um, they have more shot makers and they're more skilled across the board, Um, you know, from center to to obviously Steph at the point. I think that they're um, just going to make more shots. I really feel like the Mavericks defense isn't going to face the Warriors that much. I think the Warriors are just going to continue to be the Warriors. I mean, from 2016 to 2022, they played the same brand of basketball. Um, yeah. and have been insanely effective. So I really don't think that the Mavericks defense, even though it was great against the Suns and we can talk about the Suns' inefficiencies and all that, um, but I really don't think that the Mavs defense is going to be a problem for the Warriors. Um, my pick for the series is, um, hmm. you know, I'm going to zig, I'm, I'm going to zag, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Mavs. Uh, why not? Bold, you know, bold, give a little bold. diversity. I think it's more of a bet on Luka than it is on the... Mavs I just I don't know I think I think the player usually uh the team with the best player in the playoffs that player usually shines and can help pull his team to victory some like sometimes that's not the case like even with you can argue with the Bucks series uh Giannis was the best player in that series but he couldn't do it but um I would argue that Dallas has a better built team for Luka obviously um than Giannis has for himself right now due to Middleton's injury and I don't know if Spen- is Dinwiddie, he played well tonight. If he can continue to play well, Brunson can continue to play well. Uh, Finney Smith has been playing really, really well. Like yep. uh, Kleber has been playing really well. Um, Dwight Powell, anyways, he's really good. Um, he's been playing well. He's he's a better defender than I gave him credit for. And he has some better offense than I thought. Uh, Luca ju- can really just, he's so, there should be a new term. He should be Luca-centric. Like it, that's that's what the Mavericks are. They're just Luca-centric. He they, the entire offense flows through him, and he's so good that it works. Uh, Butsy, what are your thoughts on that? I was just gonna throw out a question for you guys. Um, 
we've seen that the coaches have played a massive role in these playoffs, um, especially from like, you know, we're looking at it from an analyst perspective. Budenholz are fucking up today. Ime with the defense in the first Physical series laps. and this series. I know. And then we have Jason Kidd. Obviously, this, the Mavericks wouldn't be there without Jason Kidd. Um, mm-hmm. What can Jason Kidd do defensively? I know I just kind of gave a brief overview of what I think the Warriors can do to the Mavericks, but Jordan, like, how did, like, if anything, what can the Mavericks do specifically, like, getting into detail to slow down the Warriors? So I, I think we saw in the Sun series, um, in the first couple games, it was it was kind of feeling it out and it looked like the Suns were going to dominate even max after the first two games, like the Mavs are not winning the series. Um, But we saw like Jason Kidd adjust and figure out a game plan for Chris Paul and uh, a little bit of Devin Booker too, but mainly like trapping Chris Paul uh, at the elbow, stuff like that. Um, So I don't know what they're going to do, but I do think that kid has evolved as a coach and he's going to, you know, maybe not in the first couple of games, but as the series goes on, he's going to find some way to slow down the Warriors and maybe specifically for Steph, uh, specifically for Poole. We'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not an NBA coach and I haven't seen, you know, how the series is going to play out. But I, I do think Kid will will find ways to slow them down like he did in the Sun series. I just don't think it'll be enough. So this is where it gets a little fishy for the Mavs, um, because when they're what they did was they were doubling on the perimeter. They were doubling Booker um, whenever he touched the ball and Chris Paul, whenever he touched the ball and Booker would get rid of the ball immediately. He, there was a couple of times where he got a, he got the, he would get the ball and get doubled. But as the guy was coming up, I would be like, this is a shot that Tatum would have shot like, because the guy gave him enough space and time, but Booker wasn't shooting it. Um, Steph is going to know how to handle a double team. That's the different, like you mentioned that as well uh, between Chris Paul and um, Booker and that, and Steph and clay is that they've been, double triple quadruple teamed before because if like this at one time those guys were a part of the best team in basketball at the point at in time like so right. i don't know they can the handle yeah the they can so they can handle a, a little bit of pressure like that so and also i don't know so one of the adjustments that we could get into is that maybe they don't double and maybe they sit along the perimeter with their arms out can, still but they don't double because i think steph is a little bit faster for too fast for Finney Smith to pop out on the double. And he knows how to handle that. I can just, they don't have the greatest foot speed. Like Luca, like these aren't, they're not surrounded by super fast people. I mean, Brunson's pretty fast, but he's also pretty short and stocky too. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I clay has lost a step for sure, but pool has not pool is extremely fast. And if they, yeah. if they know how to handle a double team and they're able to break that, that's where it gets a little fishy for the Mavs. So that's yeah. something they need to work on. I think that's a great point. And, that kind of leads into what Jordan was saying and what you're saying as well. I don't think the Mavericks can afford to lose guys. You can't afford to lose anybody yeah. on the Warriors team because they'll hurt you in some way, whether it's Kevon Looney scraping 22 boards in one fucking game, which was unbelievable, whether it's Draymond getting the ball in open space and being able to make a play, or whether it's Clef, uh, Clef, whether it's Steph, Clay, uh, Poole, whatever it is, you can Otto, if he comes, like he's healthy, is he coming back for the series? Otto. I believe. I would assume he'd be back at some point. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but I you know, Wiggins, Wiggins was knocking down threes. You can't afford to lose anybody on this Warriors team because they'll fucking kill you. Which is why, like, that's why I kind of asked Jordan specifically, what could the Mavericks do? Because I don't think they can really do anything because you can't afford to lose anybody, and I don't think they match up well with the Warriors. Yeah, just that's to clo- close out the point on that, like. The Sun series, Chris Paul is very ball dominant, and that's obviously that's his game. That's what he does. 
um, for Steph, you can trap him all you want. He's going to pass it, relocate, yeah. come off of three screens. Like, that's... Yeah, he's going to sprint like, <laughs> in a circle. That's when the Warriors are impossible to guard. Yeah. Um, so I'm thing, saying maybe they don't about, do that double. Maybe they sit at the perimeter oh, and they all put their arms out, you know, what I'm yeah, saying, it, like what be they do before. But then I don't think they still – I still don't think they match up well enough yeah, to beat the I Warriors think, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think Steph yeah. makes the Warriors way harder to guard than Chris Paul made made the Suns. But the thing I'm worried about that's for the fair. Warriors is their defense. That That's that's all. Like their defense and turnovers is what worries me. I don't see how they stop Luka and like – yeah, what's up, Max? Sorry, I just want to say so that I wanted to bring up Andrew Wiggins is actually a pretty big factor in this because if you yep. recall, like he's a good defensive player, and if That's he can true. guard up on Luca a little bit, not that anyone can really guard Luca, but like he's fast enough where like he is good and physical. Like if he could actually, this is a big moment for him. I don't think he's going to step up to it because he has a history of not doing that. But like I could see, like that. That's this is a the position that he's being put in right now where he needs to be. Um, a factor for this team and I, I think he's gonna he's obviously gonna have a hand in guarding Luca so it's gonna be interesting to see that matchup see if he can actually do something yeah I but understand. he also needs to hit shots stopping Luca is impossible Not for possible. one guy like no we saw like Mikhail Mikhail Bridges could have won defensive player of the year yeah. and he I mean he had no chance against Luca I think one-on-one -on -one, it's impossible you have to do it as a team um yes. But I don't even I don't even know how you do it as a team. I think I think you do it by shutting down the role players. Um, if you shut down the role players and you don't give them a chance to do anything, that takes a big part of Lucas' game away because you know he's going to be great one on one, but he's not going to be, you know, sixty points or fifty points just off one on one one on one stuff. Um, he really relies on the role players to be um, an instrumental part of his game, uh, whether it's hitting threes, even creating shots for him, giving Luca a step of space to where he can make a move, stuff like that. Um, I think I think he relies on the role players. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, just out of curiosity, this is way ahead, and just it doesn't. I'm not saying I think this is going to happen, but just out of curiosity, if the Celtics advance, who would you rather play, the Warriors or the Mavericks? Let's see. Mavericks. Uh, to Mavericks. me, it's not close. I don't think that the Celtics. I agree. I think the Celtics are. I know that we're kind of the small team in this series, and we just were like against the Bucks. I think we're the bigger, stronger team against the Mavericks. I think we could just bully them and, and just push them over. Uh, I agree. I think the Mavs, because we've shown that we can handle phenomenal individual players, whereas the Warriors have multiple guys. Um, and that's scarier to me when it's not just, you know, we have to focus our game plan and play team defense to stop Giannis or KD or Luka. No, now you have to focus on stopping Steph, uh, Poole, and Clay. And and can't leave role players open because they can all shoot other than Draymond. So I'd much rather play uh, the Mavs as well. Yeah, the Warriors explosion. Yeah. The Warriors explosion. Just to keep it brief. Uh, scares me. The the point how they can you know how they can go from scoring, you know, zero points to being like zero for ten to going ten for ten and putting up thirty. Like their explosion and their offensive talent um, and defensive solidarity as well. Just just scares me. Yeah. Well, it's going to be an interesting series. Um, Hey, thank you for coming on, Butsy. And uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about the Gambling Couch podcast you have coming up. Yeah, um, this is the week. This will be uh, on Tuesday. Uh, will be our first official public um, and published episode uh, of the Gambling Couch podcast. Um, we're going to be over going over both uh, conference finals games, uh, both game ones, the Celtics and the Heat. 
as well as the Mavericks and uh, the Suns. We're going to do spread breakdown. We're going to do total breakdown. We're going to do uh, prop breakdowns as well, uh, as well as some baseball picks, props as well. Looking Really looking forward to this, uh, getting this content out to you guys. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, you guys are um, you guys are going to kill it. I can't wait. Uh, this is a big moment. Um, I just can't wait to have uh, more people on the network, and this is going to be awesome. Uh, so, yeah, guys, check that out. It's going to be on the same feed as the Lovecast. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be the gambling couch, and it's going to be Butsy and Justin on it. They're going to be giving you some awesome picks. Uh, this is, this is going to be awesome. You got, it's going to be really fun. Uh, but, yeah, thank you for coming on. That was a good talk. Um, everyone have good finals coming up. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all later. Bye.